The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack Files studios in Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Hello, everybody. It is I, Doug Hickman. No, I'm Ken Epsock. I should have guest house. I worked for Carson all those years. It launched careers. I'm not saying I would launch careers, but maybe I should have guest house. I will consider this. Would you like to be my best, my guest, uh, my best guest host? Let, let me know in the comments below. There's no comments below. Uh-oh. I think it'd be good. And your host, Johnny Carson. Sitting in for Johnny, David Letterman. I'm not saying I'd launch any careers. I want that clear. Hey, everybody. I'm here with you. It's three things. This is uh, me and you, and uh, I got three things on my mind. We talk about it. There's a lot that could potentially be on my mind. Uh, there was a, a hurricane that hit Burbank. And this does not count as one of the things in my mind. But no, we had like 40 mile per hour winds. Now that's a lot, but it's not a lot, right? This is one of those jeepers there for the grace of God go I things. Now Grace and I kind of live in an older house. It was um, built in 1920, not the 20s. It was built in 1920. And uh, you know, there's been some upgrades over the years. 40s, 50s, I think 70s. Uh, but I've got to tell you, those winds were blowing, and I was feeling every inch of this 1920 house the other night. So it was, it was a little scary. Was a storage shelf unit fell over in my backyard, and I had to brave the conditions. Leaves and twigs in my face to set it. Actually, I'm lying. I did it the next morning. But I, I was thinking, I was like, wow, this is, I mean, for a framer, it was like 39.7 mile per hour winds. I mean, planes and helicopters could not land in the, at the Burbank airport. They were routing them into the LAX. Chaos, I say. But I'm thinking, wow. 80 mile per hour winds, 90, 100. Oh, my God, now you see where the damage comes in. Gosh, we are at the mercy of Mother Nature. She's sometimes angry. Politics, Oscars, there's a lot of things going on. I don't avoid those things. I just don't want to bring them to a nice civilized conversation like this. Especially the Oscars. I'm bummed, though. I miss Steve Martin. I've got to go catch it on, on the internet. The internet shows things, right? I was at the Comedy Store Friday night. I was explaining this to, to some of my Patreon-only fans and supporters, uh, the, the folks that invested in me. I was at the Comedy Store Friday night with Mark Ellis. By the way, Mark Ellis, one of the greatest human beings on the planet. Did you catch his stand-up comedy set on Bill Burr's The Ringers on Comedy Central? It was fun. We were there at the Comedy Store watching it on the patio with him. And then we, we, we had a good night. We went dinner, had dinner, blah, blah, blah. You know, me, Mark, Grace, good time. Mark Grace, a great Cubs player and Diamondbacks player, but Mark and Grace. Uh, and then what ended up happening is uh, we thought about going back the next night. Sometimes I don't always go hang out at the comedy store with Mark, but he's there a lot. But we don't always do that, but we talked about it. Hey, maybe we'll go back. Kogo was back in town, but we, we, we were going to do it. 
And then we did because that's how life goes. And then that's when I found out that Steve Martin showed up at the comedy store. So, ouch. That hurt. That hurt. Steve's my guy. Steve, Steve is my guy. And so then I thought, well, that's fine. He's going to be on the Oscars because he and Rock were there. Um, not the Rock, Chris Rock, were there uh, promoting or, or testing, not promoting, but testing out some stuff for the Oscars. That's what you do. That's how I met uh, Chris Rock uh, previously in, in my life on occasion. By the way, I hit that. You hear that sound? It's kind of a dinner bell, but it's actually just my broadcast table. Ken, don't get distracted. I don't have ADHD, I, I swear. Um, but when Rock, Chris Rock hosted the Oscars years ago, he was dropped by the Hollywood Improv. He was actually just dropped by all the clubs, practicing uh, his Oscars monologue, working stuff out. And so they, I figured, oh, this, they're not hosting the show, but they got something going on. And then I missed the time. ABC. Seacrest, I'll blame him. They changed the time, at least in my mind. For years, I've always thought the Oscars was on uh, at 530 and that uh, ABC or whoever, whichever network has, it's generally ABC. At five, they do their own red carpet BS. So if you're into the Oscars, you spend, you know, 2 p.m. on watching E! or Entertainment Tonight or any of these other channels and YouTube channels and everything and uh, covering the red carpet, the early arrivals, predictions, everything. And, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Uh, for, for many years, it was my thing. It's not my thing now. But I don't cast any stones at those who do it. Uh, you know, and then at five, you'd switch over. You get all your little snacks and your appetizers and your drinks poured at your little Oscar party. You fill out all your ballots. And at five, you switch over to ABC and you watch the proper red carpet opening. Now it's kind of switched. And they started at five, which meant I, met, I miss Steve Martin. How bad is my life going that I miss Steve Martin twice? That's not on my mind. By the way, that's not on my mind. This is just me chatting with you. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you to everyone who has uh, supported me on Patreon. I uh, appreciate it greatly. And I also appreciate all of you, the general audience, all the time, the dedicated Tried and True Knapsack Files podcast feed listeners. Because, I, you know, I don't think this is the most accessible podcast feed you know back in the day it was pretty simple i was interviewing friends in the business and i still do that and i got some interviews scheduled and i'm excited for them then over the this just became a feed of my brain of like let's figure this out let's figure out what i wanted to do every week and we'll throw some some different things at the wall we'll have some fun do some comedy things and you know and i, I know that makes us not as accessible and uh, i appreciate those Enjoy it. My new uh, program, uh, about once a month, I'll be doing the Saturday Night Special. Uh, just me, rambling, characters, bits, whatever. We're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. Uh, don't forget to over, head over to my YouTube page as I start to do more live things there. Uh, that's kind of the name of the game right now in the business, which is, uh, which is good. Everyone has the power to live stream. All this power. We're going to come back to that. All right. Three things. Here we go. Three things on my mind. We'll start with number three this week. I'm calling this one Three Days Later. Sounds like some kind of song or a, a band like Three Doors Down. Now, what it is, is this I, I mean, I'm getting older. You know, you, you, you're out there listening, whether you want to face it or not, you're getting older. We all, at different points, um, have those moments when you're faced with something. 
And I'm talking, this is small scale stuff and it's not big challenges. I'm talking about you're faced with a situation where you want to make a change. And I'm going to focus on health related issues, uh, weight, get in shape, whatever it is, because that's where my mind is on it right now. And I saw a picture of me the other day. Now, I, I, my weight has gone up and down, and I, I am I, at times completely fine with it, and at times I'm not. And and and, and you, we all have to work to find which one of those directions works best for us. And it, it, it's at times to change. Sometimes I'm like, "F it, give me that pizza." Other times I'm like, "I'm hitting the gym, throwing things here in the studio." Um, I've been doing pretty good lately. I've been pretty proud of myself, right? Hitting it. Hitting that gym. I have I have a, a home gym. A lot of things in it. A lot of little pieces. Just bought a new... Uh, be, before I got laid off from Collider, I bought myself a little uh, a splurge for a little new workout bench. Uh, well, you know, one of the incline ones. And you know, it, was, it, was, it was good. It's helping. You know, you, you got to change things up in that gym. Uh, I, so I thought I was doing good. But when you think you're doing good, that's when you let your guard down. So you can hit the gym all day. You can run cardio all day. But when you head down to the deli and get a... A uh, twelve foot, twelve inch sub, and a, a bag of chips. Uh, I, I cut soda out of my life, but you know what it goes. The coffee's sneak a donut in here. It's Tuesday. I can have a donut. It's Thursday. I can have a donut. It's Saturday. Yay! All right, have a donut. Start that up. So we've all been there. We've all been there. I'm right here with you. Saddle up next to me. We're in this together. I saw a picture of myself. Now it wasn't a public uh, uh, picture because we all, you know, we all do the Instagram thing. Chin up, out, chest and stomach sucked in, get the right angle, delete, delete, delete. That's the right picture. Filter, filter, filter. It is what it is. We can cast aspersions at the whole process, but it is what it is. We all just want to put our best face forward. Even before Instagram, even before MySpace, Friendster, whatever. Go back to your school pictures. Your parents, God bless them, if they're fortunate enough to have some good paying jobs, could afford a good picture package for you, right? School photo day. Pick the shirt out that you want to be immortalized in. For me, one year, I picked out a leather fringe vest with a sheriff's badge. Second grade, it was great. Um, That stands the test of time. And you go and you pose and you do the knees here, the back straight here, chin up. Trust me, this is what it was, snap. And then, you know, in the, in the mid-80s, woo, they upgraded technology. And you know, there was a laser package you could put behind your head in the picture package. And that's it. And then your parents have to decide, you know, can they, what can they afford this year? Two 8 by 10s uh, a bunch of 3 by 5s uh, maybe a 4 by 6 Maybe with a, little, a couple uh, of the mini strips of mini photos, you know? How many relatives are going to get pictures this year? What What is going to go up on the wall uh, or the fridge? Big time, big time. And then you had to choose. You know, I don't remember getting a ton of choices, but that was, the, that was kind of the photo, and you were stuck with that. If it didn't come out, there's no deleting. If you were lucky and, and your, your parents had, you know, maybe both worked, you could afford... The retouch package. But, it, you know, I can't fix your smile if it's not there for the photo. So I don't want to I don't want anyone to act like this is a new thing. OK, I'm sure in caves people were carving, you know, cave drawings and like, is that, is that supposed to be me? Could you redo that? It's just in our nature. We are vain at heart. That said, I saw this picture of me. 
It was at home. It was a picture taken with a dog, you know. Just one of those photos. And I looked at it and went, that can't be me. I don't want that to be me. You know, it was a, the hair was a mess. Yeah, I got no hair left. I get that. That's not the problem. But the beard, normally I really love my beard. It was, it was too thick and unruly. Uh, my eyes looked old and tired. And my stomach, my gut, oh, God. And then, you know, my arms, I've been hit. I've been hit in the gym. Where, where, where's the muscles? It's not happy. Now, again, some of this is in my head. And I know you're out there. You go with you go with me on this, too, right? Sometimes we just see ourselves in a, in a bad way, no matter what. This is why you got to have a healthy body image. you got to be more content with yourself. you got to work on things like that. i got to work on that, too. It's been, a, it's been a problem all my life. But there are those times. And I don't want the pursuit of a healthy body image. Let me say this carefully. I don't want the pursuit of a healthy body image to cover up any moment where you really sincerely want to make a change. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? In other words, I don't want you to look at a picture of yourself and be like, whoa, I am not up to the standards that society currently has. That, that, that's not what we want. We're not, we're not talking about that. Be secure in yourself, yes. But sometimes, and I'm not necessarily talking about its, its weight, it could be shape, it could be appearance, it could be anything. Internal health. You get, you get a test result back. E, I got to work on some stuff, right? There are moments where I think it's okay to say, not happy with what I'm seeing. It can come from a healthy spot. And that's where I felt this one was. It's like, I'm not happy with this. Well, guess what? Who I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have the power to change that myself. Other people not, are not necessarily have that uh, power, not necessarily in that situation. I am. I've been here before, though. So you do that thing where you're like, ooh, ugh. did you see that picture at Bert's holiday party? I thought those pants fit better. I'm going to have a gym tomorrow. You know, more than just the new, re- new Year's resolution thing, just the idea of like, I, I'm going to make some changes. When I go to the grocery store tomorrow, I'm going to buy some broccoli, um, some whole grain rice, and uh, see what happens. Maybe a donut. Not a donut. Gosh, I got a donut. But the, at some point, it has to kick in, right? And I'm, I always admire the people who are around and they go, you don't see them for a while, or they even they document their change. On, on Instagram or something, and they're like, hey, you know, I needed to do this. Again, I think that's the difference. Needing to do it for personal, truthful, honest, personal reasons. Not society's telling me this. I feel I need to do this. I need to do this to make myself uh, look better in someone else's eyes. Nothing. No, if, if, if you look across and, you know, you want to do it, maybe you got family, a loved one, relatives, kids, whatever, you want to do make that change. That's, I think, honorable as well. And then you see them do it. And look, sometimes, you know, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you remember when Oprah suddenly was wearing like a size zero and then this, three months later she wasn't and then she was again. And, you know, that's, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Sometimes when you get that, that, that change comes from like when you're bathed in fire, like the Holy Spirit is upon you and you go on a crash diet. You're like, woo. And then you pass a McDonald's one day and it's over. All right. That's why we, we've had conversations here before about uh, measured change and realistic change. But this is where I'm at today. 
So I was at this at that point again. All right, we are going to make some changes. Yay. And I did for that day. I went and had a salad. Uh, the uh, standard bearer of I'm going to eat better moments. It's more than that, but it starts with that, right? And then I had a light dinner. A sensible dinner, as the commercials would say. Well, we all can do that. And again, I, I actually hit the gym pretty regularly. Uh, I'm not saying I'm the rock, but I do hit it pretty regularly. In fact, I'm, I, hit, I go to the gym, my own gym in my own house so much that I, I use the term hit the gym, all right? <sighs> I apologize for that. But what do you do with that change, that impetus to change, the desire to change? I think you need to pass that three days later test. Three days from the point of change, where are you at? I think it's that I think it's that tiny, and, I, and I'm not necessarily to saying in three days if you got it figured out, your whole life will change. But you can go through a period of time. There was a a, a point when I was like, I'm going to do this, and when I this is when I started at Collider full time, and I lost a, a lot of weight because I was eating right. I was balancing it all out. It was real change, and I went for a while. Complacency sets in. It always does. Don't beat yourself up for that. That's a problem for another day. What do you do three days after that aha moment? Are you still getting the salad? Are you still making the good choice? Are you going to more plant-based, vegetarian, healthy, lighter option? Or did you just go ahead and get the Philly cheesesteak? And look, if you do, that's okay. You start again. I'm trying to track this, this go around like that. What... What will I do three days after the decision to change? I used to do this every year. I mean, I'm in a messy studio. This is who I am. I'm an organized clutterer. But I remember talking about picture packages in elementary school. I remember every year the school year started and we'd go get these school supplies. One of my favorite things in life every year. Yippee skippy. Take me out. Let's go to Kmart. I'm going to get some Opeachy folders and some pens and a binder. And a new Jansport. Yeah, those are the best days of my life. And I'd say to myself, this year, I'm going to be organized. Mind you, I'm like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, junior high, 12, 13 range, I, over and over again, even high school. I'm, I'm going to do this. Two weeks into the school year, my backpack would be nothing but crumpled up papers thrown in there willy-nilly, willy-nilly, I say. A broken pencil, a pen with no cap, a cap for no pen. The folder ripped, falling apart, not in use. Nice little peachy folder, like the class schedule from the first day in it. And nothing else in the folder. The backpack would last the year, that's different. And it would happen within two weeks. I remember, eight or nine, habits start young, my friends. Eight or nine, I'd be disappointed in myself. How did this happen again? Three days later. Check yourself three days later. Because it starts by second day, I was tossing papers in there. Homework assignment. Into the Jansport you go. Starts young. Starts early. That's where a lot of correction happens, I think. After the third day. That's on my mind this week. Check in with me. And again, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. I talk about this in the big issues of life, depression. 
I think some of the, the, the worst parts of depression are when the depression returns and you're depressed about being depressed again. That's when the cycle really starts spinning out of control. You get motivated. And again, I'm talking right now specifically on a, on a real small level, just getting healthy. Eat right one day, day and a half. You slip morning of the third day, you're fine. Boom, by dinner time on the third day, it's three enchiladas and a tostada and a bacon-wrapped whatnot as well. I'm going to work on that. I'll keep you updated. I'll keep you updated. Second thing on my mind this week, Alexa, play the reason. Call this all the power. All this power, I should say. We finally did it. It was a gift, actually, for Christmas. But Grace and I got one of them uh, Alexis. So, yep, someone's probably spying on us. I don't care. Uh, Side note, I don't care. I'm not saying I like the idea of people spying on me. I don't like the idea of possibly right now someone's looking at me through my uh, MacBook's webcam, built-in webcam, and and looking at at, at my every move. I'm not saying I enjoy that. I'm just saying it doesn't affect my life. There has been no point in my life. I've I've had a little bit of identity fraud, and if that happens, that might change your opinion. Uh, And that was the gas station. Then I saw there was a car in the shadows, and then I got gas. I started getting the car, and it moved in right to the same pump. There were six other pumps open. It moved to mine. I should have known. Got that one figured. But I just don't, you know, if Google's spying on me, because, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. How does the word Alexa fire this thing up right away? Am I to assume that it's not listening before then? I don't, you know, these are questions I'll let Edward Snowden answer. I don't know. I don't care because at no point do I feel that I've walked, uh, gone into a building uh, or walked into a bedroom, uh, walked into someplace and felt, oh, yeah, information was used against me. Now, on a bigger scale, election tampering or any of those kind of things, sure, 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 sure. I'm just talking on a small level. With my Alexa. But put a pin in that. Because who knows? Maybe down the line, I'll come back to you and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Alexa was listening. And by the way, I know people always say that. Oh, my God. I, I was having a conversation with my friend about fuzzy slippers. And then Facebook ran a fuzzy slipper ad. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook was listening on your phone. I don't doubt it. But maybe you needed fuzzy slippers. How convenient this life is now. Uh, anyways, I don't fully understand the need for an Alexa, but it's cool. We get some of the smart plugs. So now we get to walk in a room and go, uh, Alexa, uh, you turn off the, the power, uh, save electricity or whatever, and bing, the lights go on. Alexa, I'm in the room now. Boom, lights go on. It's, it's pretty cool. You do feel like you're in the Jetsons. I just don't see, you know, I've yet to see it. I'm not, by the way, I'm not one of those people that's like, I, I used to be, but I try not to be the, um, eh, this new thing is stupid because I used to be. There's a, an email one of my old friends kept for a long time that's me from my Hotmail address, which I still have, sorry, uh, from my Hotmail address going, Google is for pretentious people. I won't go to Gmail ever. I think I have nine Gmail accounts now. I don't know. So I don't want to be that person. I don't want to stand in the way of progress, and you should not be that either. But I have yet to really see how my life, other than the convenience of light bulbs, how my life will change with the Alexa. But I haven't fully explored yet. You know why? Because this is why I'm saying all this power. We have this 
pretty amazing technology. There's this little kind of round thing, and you say a name, and it comes to life, and you can talk to it. And, and I kind of tested it the other day because, well, you, you, the whole crux of this, you, you can type in what you want to ask it, right? And it'll give, it'll give an answer. But I also just try to have like as much as a free-form conversation as I could have with, with the Alexa the other day. Um, talking about, hey, can you give me the weather? Great. Oh, do you think it's cold? I tried to just see how long it could go before it just did not compute. And, you know, it got got a couple sentences in, a couple questions in where I felt like, I think I'm actually talking to this droid. <laughs> That's a little freaky. But it's not quite there yet. When the Alexa suddenly wakes up, grows feed and, and walks into the kitchen and says, what's for dinner? Then I'll be worried. But what do I do? All this power. And I use the app to type in silly questions. Grace, perhaps because she's younger and smarter than me, has already adapted and made some things convenient for us. I admit it's convenient to walk into a room and say, Alexa, uh, please turn on the lights. Bing! I mean, that's pretty convenient. The amount of donuts you can have in your hand when you walk into a bedroom. Oh, wait, I can't do that. I haven't fully learned. I am, if you follow me closely enough, particularly if you're a Patreon supporter, you know technology and me, not always friends. I just lose patience with it. I get afraid of it. I back off. But all this power, and I'm using it to type silly jokes. I think that's the problem with humans. It's the old Kevin Smith joke from one of the Jay and Silent Bob movies. The internet, what's that for? People use it to debate movies. I'm paraphrasing, but you know. That's what we do with it. That's what we do with this massive amount of technology that can connect us around the world. Connect us with everyone in a second. You can learn the plights of the oppressed. You can uh, watch someone else suffer and try to help them. You can just connect with an old friend that you haven't seen in years. And we choose to use it to scream at each other about movies. And of course, you know, all technology is driven by two things, video games and pornography. This is what we do with this power. I don't have the answer. Oh, believe me, tonight I'm going to type a couple more jokes into the Alexa. I, I haven't, I'm excited. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do, but it's going it's to be actually pretty exciting. I'll let you know. Most of it is about it's potty humor, all right? Dog potty humor. It, it, don't, don't, don't judge me. Alexa's not judging me. It's nothing new. It's nothing new. But I could not help but be amused at myself the other night that I had this phone in my hand. By the way, this phone, more powerful than anything I laid hands on or even saw as a kid growing up. I think more powerful than the rocket ships that took people to the moon. It's in my hands. And I use it to post pictures of sleeping dogs and to see what my friends are doing. Scrolling right now. Oh, neat. That person's doing that. This is what we do. This is what we do. So it's nothing new. Nothing new. How do we change it? I don't know. Three days later? I don't know. What do you do? That's what this is about. I want to know what silly things do you do with the power of technology in your hands? 
Speaking of power of technology, uh, the fine folks at Anchor make it possible for me to uh, run some ads and pay a couple bills. And so we're going to do that right now. This is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Stick around. The number one thing on my mind coming your way. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're back here on the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, episode 50. We've been on 50 of these. I, I appreciate y'all uh, taking an interest in just hearing me ramble. As I said at the top of the show, there's some guests coming up soon. And also, I uh, wanted to uh, highlight uh, the charity work that our friend Scribbler's doing with the St. Baldrick's organization. They help raise money and awareness for child childhood cancer and conquering childhood cancer. they got some big events coming up, some shave events, and I'll be doing one uh, with uh, the um, uh, movie trivia face-off fan league. Uh, Hillbilly Scribbs, Scribbler's character, will be there. I'll be doing some work, and I believe Mark Riley's joining us for that, too, to help raise some awareness. So, Stay tuned for that. You can uh, get some more information uh, if you follow me on Twitter. Also, just overall, go to stbaldricks.org, stbaldricks.org. Do that. Uh, also, in the description of the podcast, you can find a link to the Go- GoFundMe for our friend uh, Zach uh, Bassinger, uh, um, uh, who is in his own fight uh, with cancer and uh it's been on my heart to uh, just uh, always uh, highlight his fight, and there's a lot of others out there, and I understand that. This is uh, someone I have uh, gotten behind, so you can uh, go find that link in the description, particularly on the Anchor page. Sometimes those links and the hyperlinks get a little wonky when they're outside of Anchor. You can listen to this podcast anywhere, but go find the link on the Anchor page if you want to as well. All right, number one thing on my mind, teaching. Teach. Your parents, well, I'm excited. I mentioned this a little bit. I'm excited. And I don't know if this episode is the best example of it, but I'm excited because I potentially get to start teaching podcasting to kids, youths, crazy youths, through the local library system here in Los Angeles. Thanks to a good friend of mine. Up-and-coming librarian, I will say, but also former stand-up comic Chris Kiefer. I have, uh, it's, it's an audition. It's an audition. You got, you don't just get things handed to you in life, but I get to go to a uh, branch here and I'm going to put it out soon. I'm going to announce it. Not that I would expect any of you, if you're local to come on out yourself, it's not a meet and greet situation, but uh, if you got kids or a relative or a friend, someone who is uh, young and wants to learn a little bit of a life skill, do so. And I'm excited about this. 
I've always had a, a part of me that likes to coach, likes to teach, likes to mentor. I'm not saying I do it well, but I've always liked uh, like that uh, part of life. I think it's good. I think it's good to give back, and I think it's very important to train up the generation behind you. Yeah, there's uh, sometimes that stigma, those who teach can't do, right? Or was that what the bumper sticker says? Eh, yeah, okay. I get that sometimes. But it's also kind of BS. That's really cynical. I think I can podcast. In fact, right now, it's it's what I make my living off of, thanks to the fine folks who support me on Patreon, ads through Anchor, and other things, and some other work I'm doing, supplemental uh, work. Uh, you know, this is my life. This is my living. So it is even more interesting to me that uh, I might get this opportunity to pass on to a, le- a legitimate life skill to some youngsters. Now, I don't suggest that everyone goes out chasing a life of podcasting. It's, it's rewarding in a lot of ways. Financially, it's not always one of them. But it is possible. It is there. And it just starts with step one. It starts with you doing it. And I am excited that I get to do this. And we'll see how it goes. It could be disastrous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous the more more than almost any other recent performance or event I've, I've been a part of. Stand-up still gets me a little wonky, get me, gets me a little wobbly in the knees. Uh, but at this point, I know I got some things I can rely upon that make it work. And I'm fortunate enough to often be performing on shows that are, are crowds friendly to me who are aware who are aware of me on some of the other uh, silly things I do and, and are supportive, a little bit more supportive than a normal stand-up crowd. But I am going to the toughest audience in the world, kids, kids. And I'm going to be like, you want to talk into microphones? I'm going to teach you. And they're going to be like, how about we just do it? And I'll be like, we're going to do that at the end of the course. And then we'll see. But I'm excited because this is, this is something that could, could uh, if, if I pass the audition, um, could be a little little thing to do uh, throughout the year, you know? Uh, a little thing to to just feel as though a lot of my experiences, which includes include failures, uh, a lot of those experiences can be put to use in another capacity. And again, the, the gift of teaching. I think it's important. And not everyone's set out to cut out and, and should set out to be a teacher, it's not for everyone. Um, I, I I wanted to at one point. I did. I had that. I was I was kind of one of the. This is crazy. I was like a math tutor within my elementary school for like a year or two, and they would pair me up during lunch breaks or whatnot uh, with, with other kids in in the school. Some older, some younger, some my contemporaries, and uh, <laughs> I remember kind of early on thinking. Oh, I like this. And I like all my teachers. I didn't really have a lot of bad teachers or bad experiences with teachers. Very fortunate. Uh, so I thought, this is, I should do this. And I don't know what, I don't know what changed. I don't know what changed. It, it wasn't that I found it, it didn't make a lot of money or something like that, which, you know, that's probably true. Um, and and I'm, I'm for everyone making what they're worth. I don't necessarily think, uh, you know, we should pay baseball players less to play, pay teachers more. Let's pay them all great. All right. If you do it, you earn it. But I do think, yeah, teachers, it's a hard life. It's a hard life, which is why, you know, I have my, my cousin who, who's out there in Vegas doing some teaching. You can go to Vegas3dkids.com to her website and order some uh, um, 3D printed uh, merchandise, including knapsack file stuff. And uh, that helps fund some classroom stuff and some future teaching for her. And, and again, go to Vegas3dkids.com for that. Um, side note, you know, but. And I'm, I admire my cousin, Michelle. She, she, a little bit later in life, did a switch. 
you know, and that's, that's not the lesson itself too. That's a self-teaching lesson. You, you don't, you can change your path. You can change your grip path if, if you want. Find out where your heart's taken to you. And so that's why I'm excited. I'm excited, but I'm, I'm nervous as all hell. How can I teach future podcasters of the world to podcast? I'm still, I've got notes. I've got an idea. But here's, here's cause I used to also train in like the security profession. And I always say, I just have a bare bones, common sense approach to this stuff. You know, we need to prepare for earthquakes. Great. There's 200 page manuals that every company puts out for big uh, malls, office place, office buildings and everything. A lot of it's just liability. We told them to do this. If they don't and they die, no one can sue us. That's that's as, as cynical as it sounds, and but that's the truth, right? But when it comes to me, I, earthquake preparedness, it was like five steps because that's all you're going to learn. That's all you can remember, I should say. That's all you can remember in an emergency. In case of what, we had a pretty sizable earthquake in L.A. here recently. Not huge, but just one of those ones that was close enough that it rattled the city. Our house cracked and jumped in. All of my training. I had years of, I trained people in earthquake preparedness. All of my training goes out the window for about a second. Yeah, is all, is, is all your tra- training gets you. All your training in the world, all the books, all the page, all the 200 manuals on what to do in an earthquake goes out the window and it sounds like this. Ah, that's all it is. So um, I want to take that to teaching. I, I, I want to teach on the fly. Is what I'm, I got a lot of knowledge, I, but I got some bare bones, easy steps. How do I teach a 10-year-old to, to broadcast with momentum, to uh, broadcast with a point of view, a personality, a through line? It also takes some risks and find your voice make mistakes don't be afraid to say uh who cares i try not to but you do uh who cares the more important thing is getting your voice out and where to put it where to share it in the equipment see so many people and i was like this too don't want to get started on something because of the equipment and sometimes especially with podcasting it's so easy so i'm excited i am excited this could lead to somewhere where? Where? I don't know. Where? I don't know. So that's on my mind. Teaching. Are you a teacher out there? Do we need to help get the word out on your uh, classroom supply needs or something? Yeah, 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 find me. Let's do this. Let's do this. I am about charity in 2020, which is about me putting the spotlight elsewhere. It's always going to be a little bit on me because that's why I got into this business. I'm broken, but you're not, and I'm here to help other people. As best I can, including 10-year-olds with podcasts. That's right. I'm going to be responsible for a bevy of 10 to 12-year-olds podcasting. I'm going to do that. I'll let you know how it goes. We're almost out of here. I want to thank you again for sticking around with me here. i got a lot of shows, including the Afternoons with Josh and Ken, Casterly Talk, Force Center with Joseph and Jennifer. Uh, talking Star Wars and all that stuff. I have my baseball columns on Flag Sports. We got more baseball broadcasting coming here on the Knapsack Files, and then it maybe it's uh, own feed. We're trying to work that out. And uh, I also um, got some stuff to announce soon, um, but I want to give you all a tip off to it. Uh, May third, if you're in LA, there's going to be a big live event. Mark Riley and I, and some special guests, uh, kind of in celebration of Star Wars. Uh, more information on that to come. You can always go to KenNapsack.com to find some of this information out or to uh, 
Just going to keep tabs on it. And then March 6th, stand-up comedy in Las Vegas. Mark Ellis and friends, and I'm one of the friends, will be at the Mandalay Bay. They have a house of blues there. We'll be inside there performing stand-up comedy Friday, March 6th. Should be a great time. A lot of fun. Uh, then, uh, I don't I think, I don't know. We're going to, we might be doing one of those touchdown, take takeoff type of trips to Vegas. Because um, we got some stuff to, to maybe work on the next day, Mark and I. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun while we're there. And yeah, absolutely. My favorite thing in the world. Uh, Wheel of Fortune slots, Lord of the Rings slots, Game of Thrones slots. I hope I make the show and not just stick around at a casino. But that's coming. You can go to markellislive.net to get tickets uh, for that. All right? That's what we got. And also, as always, I need, uh, need to thank my... Uh, I'm not gonna. That's one thing I'll teach in class. Don't choke on your own spit while you're talking. Yeah. What's that earthquake sound? Yeah. All right. Uh, we got. I want to thank my executive producer supporters here on my Patreon page. That includes Thomas Rizling, Lethal Logan, Expedor, Kyle Harlow, Matt Thompson, the brothers Buta, Tamor, Abdul, and Rafe, uh, Nathan Ovendale, Zach Anderson, Ty Schellenberger, Lalomi, Chad Benefield, and Tommy Terry Green out there in the UK. Great chap. Uh, we. Uh, we really appreciate all of you around these parts. The investment in me it means a lot. And uh, executive producer, uh, producer and associate producer supporters on the Patreon page get access to the TNF boardroom and the boardroom broadcast, kind of a monthly business call from me to them. Also special shows like KZOC Radio. And oh, by the yeah, don't forget, if you are out on the East Coast, I am uh, now doing a weekend DJ shift, a real live radio station, WLDJ 107.5, Hall of Fame Music Radio. Ken Absolute's got your Saturdays locked down 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. You can listen to me always on the TuneIn app, but that's live. So wherever that time is where you are, that's when it plays. You can't replay it. Uh, it is alive on the air, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. It's awesome, a lot of fun. So enough about me. This is why I'm also, yeah, I got to promote my stuff because this is how I live. This is how I buy more donuts. But uh, this is why in 2020, I want to make sure the focus is on others as well. So check out some uh, links on my charity spotlight on KenAppsLock.com as well. That's it for this week. Uh, the 50th edition of the three things is in the books here is to at least one more or, or 50 more. All right. We'll see you. Bye.